Hey everyone, Michelle Seidling here with another episode of Food Experience Unplugged. Today we'll explore the link between physical and mental health. Here to help us do that is psychotherapist and mindset coach, Carrie Leaf. This podcast is available on multiple platforms, including YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and others. Please be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast platform to be informed as new episodes become available. If you enjoyed today's episode or any of our episodes, please rate and review the podcast on your favorite platform. As always, check out our website at foodexperienceunplugged.com for some resources as you begin your health journey. Carrie Leaf, welcome to Food Experience Unplugged. Thank you. Thanks so much for having me. Oh, thanks for being here today as a psychotherapist and mindset coach. I can't wait to hear the background story of that. Will you take a moment to introduce yourself and tell us what brought you to this point in your life and career and why psychotherapy and mindset? Sure. Yeah. So it's it's been a long journey. Um, I knew that I would be in the psych field for a long time, probably since middle school was when I first decided that um, and knew I was going to head that direction. Um, probably a big part of that is I grew up, my dad was a high school counselor and a professor at a community college. So that kind of um, that kind of communication around psychology and human behavior was just built in in our family. Um But then, you know, through life, through middle school, through high school, there were also points where it kind of hit me that I didn't really, I I didn't really see what could be more important in this life than relationships. And that includes the relationship with ourselves as well. So how we treat ourselves, how we treat others. I saw that as the most meaningful thing, which then led me to um, specifying to the marriage and family master's degree after the psychology degree. And so, um, you know, finished up there at Iona College in New York. And from there, I went to a lot of different settings, um, community mental health, residential treatments, um, worked on the college campus, hospitals, um, military base, um, substance abuse, and um, private practice. Private practice is where I'm at now. And so through my journey, just seen a lot of different places. And um, through all those experiences with different age groups and people and populations, it just the wide variety led me to kind of niching down and getting to where I'm at with the mindset coaching and focusing on mindset and holistic health in general. Okay. Wow. That is quite the journey. (laughs) Now with all of these different experiences, were you trying to figure out, um, you know, who you, you most resonated with, or you just wanted this gamut of experience? What was the, the impetus behind such diverse different areas, substance abuse, military, whole host of different age groups and, and experiences? Yeah, I think it, I think it was a little bit of both of what you said, you know, um, trying to find out where my spot was, where, you know, I work the best, where I was going to be the most filled and where I was going to offer the most to my clients and, and just find that where I was going to, um, you know, get the best results all around for myself and everybody else as well, so that we could all benefit and get healthy and heal and grow together. And then some of it is just gaining that experience and that knowledge all around, you know, and, and having the big, 
picture experience of it and being able to put all the pieces together um, from the different experiences. And then a little piece of that was probably just my own life experiences where I was going at and my journey personally and where that landed up as far as, you know, geographically or, or job options and whatnot. So a combination of all of those things together, but I'm really grateful for all the experiences and the learning and the growth. And it's, it's given me, like I said, that big picture of, um, being able to work with mental health in a variety of different settings and how all the pieces fall together. Oh, absolutely. That is fantastic. Now with your currently with your private practice, what is it that that drives you that sparks you to really focus on on your your current clientele and and the direction that you've chosen? That's a really good question. And there's a lot to that. But I would say, you know, to sum that up, it's, it's, it's taking a holistic health approach. It's looking at the mind, body, spirit, integrating them and knowing that we've got to look at all these angles to feel our best, to function our best and to do our best and be our best. And that that is just crucial. And I found that to be crucial time and time again, no matter who I'm working with, where I'm working with them, what I'm working with them for, and, you know, personally in my own life as well. And so I would say the the holistic approach and helping people to integrate and figure that out is definitely what drives. The other piece of that is the mindset um, approach. You know, I think the looking at mind, body and spirit is step one and integrating and balancing is step one. But if we want to go deeper and level up and take it further, then my next step and and the next thing that drives me in healing and growth would be looking at our mindset and how we can improve that. Mm, Okay. Well, that is an excellent segue into mindset. Now, will you tell us a little bit about that what you're seeing between with that mindset and that link between the, the physical and the mental health? Yeah, that that mind body connection is just everything. And that's why we that's why the holistic approach is so important, you you know, to pull them apart, like we tend to do um, in our society and look at one piece, you know, you go to a medical doctor for your physical, maybe you go to a therapist or a psychiatrist for your mental, and maybe you do or don't do something for your your nutrition or, or your spirituality or your religion. But we pull them apart and see them as separately and it's just not good for us. It's not beneficial. You know, you, you can come to therapy and you can work on the mind and life circumstances and issues and and your emotions, and you can work on all the mental health stuff. But if you aren't getting good sleep, if you aren't moving your body, if you're eating fast food every single day, if you're eating, you know, truckloads of sugar every day, you're not going to see the benefits that you're hoping for and that you would like to get. Those areas are going to, they're going to keep you, they're going to hold you back, you know, and um, when we're not taking good care of our body, that can actually often show up as mental health symptoms like anxiety, depression, and what have you. And really it's because we have something off maybe in our gut health or the sugar and the crash that comes from that and the irritability and all the things. And then it goes the other way around. If our mental health is off, that might show up in physical symptoms like stomach issues that, you know, um, ulcers, things, other things, headaches, all the migraines, sleeping too much, the, it can go both ways. And so to work on one and ignore the other just is not going to get us very far. Mm, Okay. Now, how has, has your mindset focused and developed over the years in terms of really, you know, maintaining that, that, that direction and, and quality of, of care, you know, physically and mentally? 
Yeah, it is a journey. And I think it's a never ending journey. And it is one that I've watched for me personally, like um, wax and wane. And definitely in my younger years have been guilty of focusing on one and not the other and and not tending to them all or trying to balance them the best I can. And, and let's be real, it can be a full time job trying to balance, you know, mind, body, spirit, it's (laughs) life is busy, and we all got a lot going on. Um, You know, more recently, I have uh, twin boys, they're three years old, they'll be four here soon. And um, that probably that has kicked in more of my physical and functional medicine and um, nutrition and that journey into high gear, trying to get my um, body back or get into my new body and get feeling my healthiest to, you know, after having a C-section and twins and a busy life working full time, where do you find the time to work out? Where do you find the time and the energy and, and the money to eat well and all the things? And what does that look like for me? And learning that, you know, it's not a one size fits all and, and that it's it's very specific to each individual body. We have to understand our bodies. And so, you know, that has also for me gone off into some um, epigenetics, genetics testing and, and looking more into specifically, you know, what supplements, what vitamins, what exercises, what foods, you know, food sensitivities, where's my gut health? How can I find where my body functions the best and I'm the healthiest so that, you know, so that I'm mentally best as well. If my body's feeling its best, I have a better chance of being having a better mental health, but then I'm also going to feel better to keep up with twin toddlers running around like crazy as well, you know, and trying to juggle that balance of, full-time, you know, mom, full-time job, full-time, all the things. Right. Um, and so my journey has really gone over into that side a lot, a lot deeper into that side. Um, and then, so then it's also important for me to try to like, again, remember, I've got to come and come back and check my mental health. I've got to tend to my spirituality. Where are these things at? And, um, it is, that's an ongoing journey because life is constantly changing. You know, there was, a few years there after having the twins that my physical exercise was not what I would have wished. I was struggling to fit it in. I was struggling to find the energy, the time, you know, all of the things. And so it's that con it's, it's an ongoing everyday lifelong journey of finding that balance of taking care of ourselves so that our mindset is in the best place. Mm, Absolutely. Now, now with that, you know, when working with so many different people, have do you see kind of a diversity of mindset experiences depending on whether you're working with um, you know, with with substance abuse or with youth or with, you know, no matter what the the group or the demographic, um, how is how does that shift among among so many different experiences? Yeah, great question. You know, Everyone is going to come in really individual with their own stuff and their own life experiences, but it doesn't really matter the age, you know, or the demographic, like at the end of the day, we're all operating off some core beliefs that we've developed through our life experiences, no matter what age or what we've been through. So we might come in for different things at different ages, different issues, um, but no matter who you are, or what you're working with, we're going to be able to bring that back down to a negative belief that you're holding on to a limiting belief that is keeping you stuck or that's in your way from going where you want to go. Now, everyone's limiting belief is going to be different. And honestly, 
we can be walking around with one or 10 negative beliefs at any given time, but you know, they might be, one might be causing us more problems in our life at this time than others, but identifying those negative belief systems behind what's going on in our life is going to be the key to figuring out how do we move forward. But yes, every single one of us has got at least one of them. Mm, So no matter what the situation, everyone has or at some point struggles with a, some negative belief? Absolutely. And that that's the tricky part is it's oftentimes it's subconscious. It's not something that we're aware we're telling ourselves, but if it's subconscious, it's, it's a driving force. It's the operating system that we're, we're basing our actions on. It's what's pushing us forward is that subconscious. And so we, we might see it on the surface level of like, Oh, why do I keep making the same mistake again? Or why don't I do this? Or why don't I do that? Or why don't I have the self-confidence or why does this always happen in my relationships or what, whatever it may be. Usually there's a pattern there somewhere that you start recognizing and if maybe you haven't had enough life experience to recognize the pattern, maybe it's just this big problem, this, you know, uh, my marriage is failing, or um, I don't have any energy, I can't lose weight, whatever it may be, we can start there. And then we can go back and find that negative belief underneath it. Mm, okay, so is that how you approach, you know, the, your clientele in terms of, you know, how do you tackle the, these many different, different avenues, different beliefs? Yeah. So, um, everyone is going to come in at a different level in their journey, right? Like, um, some people come in and they are doing fantastic with taking care of their body. They're eating well, they're exercising. And so we can check that one off the list and, you know, maybe we're checking out where they're at with their spirituality, their faith, their religion, their belief system, or, or maybe we're looking into their symptoms. Maybe they're experiencing anxiety, depression. So we're going to start looking at mind, body, spirit first and, and see where they're at. So many though, so many of us, we're not getting enough sleep. We're not eating well, we're not exercising. So that oftentimes is one of the very first places that I start to see if we can just slowly start boosting those areas up. Um, So that's what I like refer, like start with the basics, like just do the basic things, eat well, exercise, sleep, you know, even little baby steps get started. And then, you know, then we look at the symptoms, health, mental health symptoms and those mind, body, spirit. When we get that into a, balanced place or, you know, at least a little bit better than it was, or if we were slacking in some areas and we boost those areas up when we feel like we have a better foundation a a general wellness foundation, mind, mind, body, and spirit, then we can say, okay, what's the big problem here? You know, um, maybe it's anxiety. Let's look at anxiety. And then we, we can break that down into figuring out what's the negative belief. But I really do, um, tend to walk people through kind of like that step-by-step process. Granted, you got to meet people where they're at. You know, so I'll talk to some people and maybe we'll be working on their nutrition and they just do fantastic and they can turn that around and they're making big changes with their health in that sense. And then other people, that's going to be a long, slow, difficult journey. We got to meet people where they're at. And so we do the best we can in whatever areas we can step by step. Mm. Okay. Now, now you mentioned, you know, in terms of working with their nutrition as well as their their other aspects of health. Um, now, you um, part of your expertise is that gut brain connection. So, will you explain that a little bit? Yeah, that isn't necessarily my expertise in the sense of training, but it's very, very important to me. It's something that I will stress with my clients. Um, it's something that I find 
that is often overlooked, you know, way too often. Um, so that gut brain connection is going to be more where I encourage my clients to find a monk, a functional medicine provider. That's not something I'm not, I'm trained in doing, but I will highly encourage all of my clients to get a muscle response test and, and, and link up with a functional medicine provider because, you know, that, that gut health, you know, what I do know when the, when the gut health is thrown off and we think that, we might be experiencing, say, anxiety symptoms or, or depression symptoms, um, irritability, sleeping too much, whatever it may be, you know, you come into most therapists and they're going to start working on that like it's a mental health issue when mm -hmm. all along it could possibly be simply that your gut health is off and we got to, you know, get you cleaned up and detoxed and get you um, the right supplements and get your body the nutrients and supplements that it needs and get it back in balance and boom, those anxiety symptoms and that irritability is decreasing and the sleep improves, you know, so we really want to make sure we want to roll things out. We want to make sure basically we're barking up the right tree, you know, so we don't want to go down one alley and have it be the completely wrong direction. And then we're going in circles wondering why. So let's roll out every area. Let's attend to a holistic approach, every area, mind, body, and spirit, so that we can make sure that we're covering all our bases and not spending all our time over here. When really, if we would have just gotten, you know, taking care of our gut health and make sure that was balanced, you know, oftentimes one thing I even see is people come in and I'll check if they're taking vitamin D because that one has been something that so many Americans in particular are very, very low on, um, I'm in Iowa, so we're coming on the cold, dark season, winter, everyone's deficient in vitamin D in Iowa in the winter, right? Um, but in general, we often are. So, it, you know, I've seen people just start taking vitamin D regularly and get more vitamin D into their diet and boom, their mood improves. And, and we're seeing better, you know, better days and better attitudes when they get on vitamin D. So we just really don't want to overlook, you know, major areas and sit here and spin our wheels. Mm, of, of course not. So do you work a lot with, um, with functional medicine doctors or for with other professionals uh, in, in servicing your clients? Yeah, so there's a functional medicine provider that I go to locally. And so for my local clients, I'll just send all of them her way and say, you know, this is this has changed my life. And I so I know firsthand what what it can do. And I've watched it change, you know, things for my clients lives as well. So I will definitely recommend them all to go to my provider, Amy here in town. Um, you know, but then if I'm doing virtual or somebody, you know, out of town, out of state, whatever it may be, then it's I'm going to just encourage them to find a one nearby. Mm -hmm. Okay. Fantastic. I love that. Now, will um, you also wrote a book, Therapize Yourself, if I'm pronouncing that right. Yeah. Therapize. Is that a verb? <laughs> it's not a real word, so that's confusing. <laughs> uh, will you tell us a little bit about your book and why why the, the, the drive to, to write that and share that message? Yeah. So really the answer to that is pretty much everything that I've just said, because the book, um, is basically walking through my step-by-step -step process. You know, like if you were to come in to see me, I think the book is based in therapy, um, you know, terminology, but if you're coming to see me as a, you know, for therapy or coaching, whatever it may be, there's those basics that I'm going to walk everybody through. It explains the assessment process. It explains, you know, what questions I want to ask and what I want to know and why, and how, why I connect those 
those dots, what I'm looking for in your history, your background, what I'm looking for to figure out who you are and what made you who you are and why you are where you are today. So really explaining my process, then it, you know, goes the next step is explaining um, that, that mind, body, spirit, that approach and why I'm looking into those areas. And of course, in the book, it's, I've got more case examples and more details explaining that. Um, And then the next level in the book is talking about the mindset and figuring out the negative beliefs and how we do that. And there's some exercises and there's some practices and journaling along the way. So it's interactive throughout the book. Um, The book came about kind of, like I said earlier, through all my, you know, I've been doing this for over a decade. I've been in a, a a ton of different settings, you know, around a few different states, you know, working with a whole bunch of different people for different reasons. But the book is comprised of all the things that I found myself repeating over and over and over again, because it doesn't matter who you are or what we're working with. These things are just crucial for getting yourself on track, balanced and healthy. Mm, Wow. So that's not necessarily just in uh introduction to for your your own clients it's just an introduction to getting yourself healthy and really focusing on on that physical and mental then yeah i see it as a guide you know it doesn't matter if you've done 20 years of therapy or zero years of therapy um you can pull open this book and kind of do either your first assessment and reevaluation on yourself. Okay, where am I at in these areas? What am I missing? Where do I need to, what environments in my life do I need to kind of like boost up and nurture more? And, you know, maybe that's the first time you're kind of checking in with yourself like that. Or it could be the 20th time where I just got to like, hey, I feel myself getting off balance. I'm not doing so well. I need help coping and, and reminding myself where to look and what to check in and, and what area to focus on right now and pick up that book again and do another reevaluation and assessment on yourself. Okay. Now, now on that note, how do you therapize yourself? Yeah, that's, I mean, so exactly the same way that <laughs> I've been talking about, but you know, it's, it is, um, it is difficult when, you know, it's one thing to work with these things with other people and then to step back and look at yourself, right? Like that's, that's a different thing. So I do kind of have to remind myself the same things that I hear myself saying to clients of like, okay, it's a rough day. What are my coping skills? Okay. It's a rough day or something's off in my life. I just got to go back to the basics. Um, You know, am I getting enough sleep? What did I eat recently? How am I taking care of myself? You know, so I really because it's so deeply ingrained in in my brain, you know, like I kind of go through that self-assessment on a regular basis. Like a, it could be a weekly, a a daily basis. Like how am I treating myself? Um, but it's, it's step by step and it's, it's giving yourself grace because like I said, there's never that perfect balance. We're striving towards that balance in our life of how we're taking care of our mind, body, and spirit, but we're never going to get it perfect and have it stick there 24 seven. It's always, it's always going to wax and wane and it's fluid. And so that having that grace, if we're having a bad day, a bad week, it's just going through that assessment, that checklist. Okay. What do I need to do to regroup? And so you know, therapizing yourself at the end of the day is really a journey back to yourself. It's a journey to knowing yourself, finding yourself again, finding, you know, who you are and who you've always been, but also finding the new version of you right here, right now, and what's going to get you to the healthiest place in this spot in this day. Because some days I have the energy to take care of my physical health. And some days I just need to rest and and give my brain and body a break. Right. And so it's Mm. those check-ins. And so I really do kind of walk myself through this process in this book, like day in, day out. (laughs) 
<laughs> Fantastic. Now, will you um, give us some other examples? Are there success stories per se of those with whom you've worked who have really hooked on to this, this therapizing strategy and really helped themselves? Oh, sure. And I mean, that looks a lot of different ways for a lot of different people, you know, but um, I think for what most people, how I can explain that of, of what most people are going to see as success would be things as like, you know, um, people that really struggled with social anxiety and, and, and being social and going out in crowds, being able to get out and do that. Um, I've seen people struggling with you know, anxiety to drive or fly, and we've gotten them out there driving and flying again. Um, I've seen people quit smoking through this program. I've seen people really learn about themselves and their communication and how to set boundaries with family members and spouses and, and really change their relationships around. Um, I've seen people find their worth and conduct themselves differently in their career and make major changes there as well. So, you know, that's really going to vary as to what people consider success and what that looks like. But for each person, you know, big or small, those were major successes for them. Mm, okay, I see. Um, any any examples in particular you could you could share? Yeah, let me try to think. Um, that's that's a hard question. In the sense of how specific to get, but um, um, I think just, just in general, I'm not referring to names and exact situations, but just kind of help us get a feel of of how people are going through the process, essentially. Yeah. So I have one client that, um, you know, she came in. It's, it's interesting because a lot of times what we come in for isn't what we truly need to work on. Um, that's not always so obvious, but she came in for social anxiety or anxiety in general. Um, through that process, through this process, she you know, learned a lot more about herself. She was able to get a lot more self-awareness and figure out what that negative belief was holding her back in when it came to anxiety. But as she did that, and as she started to grow and understand herself and figure out who she was, that also ended up making some major changes in her marriage, which actually, I mean, it doesn't sound like a success, but um, ended up the ending the marriage because it, it wasn't, so healthy and it was a source of anxiety. So as she found out more about herself and grew through this process, um, more confidence, the anxiety is decreasing. She got out of an unhealthy relationship. Um, and then her career starts to really take off as her confidence grows and she's making new friends because that social anxiety is decreased. And she actually at the same time had some um, driving anxiety as well. And she's been able to drive again, too. So um, a big, a big she was one of my she was one of my clients that really took the 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 physical exercise and nutrition and ran with it and really made some major changes there quickly. Um, and we, I know she would attest to like that being a big part in what made her feel a lot better and give her energy to address her mental health and the anxiety and, and the relationships as well. Mm, I love that. Just having addressing those physical issues gives you that energy and that drives you to tackle those the mental challenges as well. Yes. Oh, that is fantastic. Um, now, what are, for those just getting started, what are some first steps that people could could go through, could start for 
therapizing themselves for <laughs> for really just getting a handle on the, the this physical and mental uh, mental journey that they need to go on. Yeah. So one, I would say pick up the book because that's exactly what I wrote it for. <laughs> but two, um, I like to tell people it's it's the baby steps. It's the tiny little steps. So you got to figure out where you're at. You know, if we're looking at mind, body, spirit, I like I mentioned, I, I encourage people to start with the body. Um, and so where are you at? Are you eating well or are you not? And if you're eating terrible, what's one little change that you can make this week? I do not encourage people to make big drastic changes and try to um, change their entire lifestyle and who they are overnight. That's why New Year's resolutions don't work. We're looking for lasting changes that stick here. So they need to be reasonable and they need to be attainable and they need to be something that like they don't feel like torture in a chore. So, you know, it might be the tiniest little tweaks to what you're eating, tiniest tweak to how much you're eating. Maybe it is just taking the step to see a functional medicine provider and find out what supplements your body is really needing. Um, you know, so I would say that's step one, start with your body and start with any tweaks and changes there because if we're not doing well in that area and to say overnight that, yeah, I'm going to get eight hours of sleep starting now and I'm going to eat clean, you know, whole 30 starting now and I'm going to exercise two hours a day starting now, we will, every single one of us will fail. That's too much at one time, right? And that's too, we're just, it's going to be difficult. So I would just say, pick which area in your life that you know you're not doing the best in and then pick one little baby step. And when you when you start to feel better in that, whether it takes a day, a week, a month where you've got that baby step that you're you're seeing improvements in, go to the next one, you know, step by step. This isn't this is if we want it to be a lifestyle and we want to to change, you know, the change to be lasting it's going to take some time. This isn't an overnight thing. I want you to see it as a journey, not like a, I've got to do this now. And so we've got to have that grace with ourselves. So just take the baby step. Start now. Mm, oh, I love that. Just kind of just starting small wherever you're at and, and going forward and, and just starting, I guess, is half the journey itself. Exactly. So much of what holds us back is that overwhelm and then we don't take action. You know, if, if we take you know, a tiny little step now, and we take that tiny step every single day, think of where we're going to be for a, in, in, in a year, we've taken these tiny steps every single day in a year, those, those tiny little steps are big changes in a year, you know, but if we are stuck in, you know, the freeze mode, because we're overwhelmed, and these changes feel scary and impossible, we're going to be thinking about it and doing nothing for six months to a year, where if we had taken those tiny little baby steps that were more manageable, then we can be in a totally different place in our life in six months to a year. Mm, absolutely. I just, I love that. Now, what is the role of support in all of this, whether it be, you know, from a psychotherapist such as yourself or with friends or with family members, does that tie into that whole process? Yeah, I think that's just always important, no matter what, for everything, you know, um, knowing our support system. I do think that, you know, obviously with the book titled Therapize Yourself, there's there's a lot of meanings there and that um, we can, you know, make major changes in ourselves. We can therapize ourselves. We can we're, we're the only ones that are in our own head, our own heads. So we're our own experts, right? Ultimately, we all know what's best for ourselves. Intuitively, we have our answers for what we need in this life. But that doesn't mean that we can't get there 
further and faster with some guidance and some help from people supporting us, holding us accountable along the way, right? We have Mm -hmm. the ultimate answers, but other people might have the tools and the assistance and the guidance to help us get there faster. So reaching out to a professional, definitely I encourage, but knowing your, you know, call it what they call it, your tribe, having, knowing and having your tribe, right? Um, super important for our mental health and our wellness as well. We've got to have those people that we turn to, that we talk to, that we have fun with, that we laugh with. And then, yeah, the professionals and and that guide us along those routes as well. So the support system is just, it's always important no matter what you're working on in life. Okay. Now, how do you, how do you feel um, your own support system is? Is that how important to you is, is your current or current relationships, your, you know, your future um, you know, relationships that you want to develop as well. Yeah. And I think that that's, again, you know, when I look at my own journey, it's, it's so circumstantial of where my life is at, at any given time, you know, um, in my younger years and my twenties, and I had more time for friends and, you know, getting more free time to do all the things that I was in a different place with what my social support looked like then versus, you know, where I'm at now, um, as a full-time, you know, working full time and and a mom with little kids and a wife and all of the things um, that's still just as important at every, you know, point in life, but it's going to look different at every point in life, um, depending on how much time, energy, all of the things. I think that um, where I'm at in life, and where a lot of us fall into this pit that just is not great is, you know, I'm so busy. I got little kids. I got this. I got that. There's no time and energy for anything. And so we don't carve and create the time for friends and family necessarily, maybe like we used to. Um, And then it it bites us in the butt later because it's so important to make that happen for our wellness and our our well-being, our happiness. Um, So I have definitely learned at this point in my life, um, if I'm going to get the time with my girlfriends and, and my family that I know is good and healthy for me. I've got to book it in advance. I have got to say, Hey, you know, what are you doing in two to three weeks or next month? Because if we don't put it on my planner, we're only going to talk about it and it's never going to happen. And I've learned, you know, at this point in my life, I don't need as much like hanging out with the friends as I did in my twenties. But I do notice that like, if I go, a couple months and I haven't met up with my girlfriends or I haven't had some friend time. Um, I start to feel it. I start to feel the mood go down. I start to feel isolated and alone. Um, I see that it does not serve me well. Whereas I, now I've learned that like, I'm more of an introvert. So I think maybe I don't, I don't need to socialize as much as some people, but I definitely know I need it. So I notice if I, um, I kind I kind of plan on a monthly basis. If I can try to see my girlfriends and have some friend time on a monthly basis, that's pretty good spot for me. Um, if there's more, fantastic. But if I go past that, then I see my mental health declining. Um, I do see my family quite a bit on a regular basis too, so that helps for me as well. And that's that's me. That's very personal. You know, everyone's. Um, level of socializing and how much they need to lean on or see their support system is going to be different. And so you've got to know yourself and, and know what is good and healthy balance for you. Mm, okay. I love that. I love just, just the diversity of experiences, you know, in terms yeah. of, of addressing family dynamics and addressing that, that role in, in therapizing yourself and really focusing in on it. That is fantastic. 
Oh yeah. my goodness. Well, well, Carrie, what is, if you can lead, I guess, lead the audience with some, with what is the, the one big, one big message that one big takeaway that, that, that you could, could leave with us? Yeah, I think the big takeaway would be that you're worth the journey. You know, this therapizing yourself is really at the end of the day is a journey back to yourself. It's a journey to finding your truth. It's a journey to finding who you are, who you've always been and and who you want to become. And that journey is not easy and it's not comfortable and it takes time and it takes work and it's actually never ending, but that the journey is worth it and it pays off and that you're worth it and you deserve it. And just take step one, just take step one to finding yourself, you know, because here's the thing, we we come out, you look at little kids, they know exactly who they are and they don't care what anybody thinks about it, right? And we spend so much of our lives just trying to get back to that space of who am I and how do I not care what anyone thinks about who I am, right? So it's a journey back to what we've always known about ourselves in the first place, plus adding on to, you know, who we want to become with our adult brain and, and, you know, our life experiences. But we go through life and um, go through school and in our society and we get told what we're supposed to do and what's successful and what that looks like, you know, go to school, sit down, listen, be good, get good grades, go to college, get married, have kids, white picket fence, all the things, right? So we got to unlearn a lot of what we've learned just to come back to find ourselves and say, but who am I and what's important to me and what makes me happy? And every one of us is worth that journey. And every one of us deserves to find ourselves in our truth again. Mm, wow. I love that. That is fantastic. And that just resonates no matter what your situation. Sure. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, Carrie, how can people get in contact with you? Yeah, the best ways, um, I would say the two best ways would be my my website, that's carryleaf.com. And then my Instagram is at carryleafcoaching. Those would be the two best ways that I'm on top of the most. Um, <laughs> and then the, the book is on Amazon, so that can be paperback or audio. So those would be the three ways to learn more. Excellent. Well, we will include all of those in the show notes. Carrie, it's been amazing. You are a fantastic psychotherapist, coach, really all across the board. Just the the holistic nature of this is amazing. And I really enjoyed our discussion today. Thank you so much for being on the show. Yes, thank you. Me too. I had fun and I enjoyed it. Thanks for having me. Hey, everyone. Michelle Seidling here at Food Experience Unplugged. Are you enjoying the Food Experience Unplugged podcast and are ready to ramp it up a level? then it's time to go premium. With a premium podcast membership, in addition to all the great podcast episodes you know and love, you'll receive additional bonus content and exclusive interviews from many of our podcast guests. You'll receive a live Q&A access each month where I'll address questions pertaining to holistic health and how you can start your journey. You'll also receive weekly shorter video clips with information on tips, tricks, and strategies to get started, to build consistent habits, and to take charge of your health. Go premium today. I'll see you there. 